0: Let us pray. Sanctify us in your truth, O Lord, for your word is truth. Amen. You heard the gospel pericope for today from Luke chapter 18. And if you are still trying to figure out what this gospel pericope is about, you're not alone. It's a difficult one. And I tell you why. Because there's a problem if God is the judge. Also, believing that we can get whatever we want by persistently calling on God, is not consistent with our experiences. There are times when God says no, no to our requests. At other times, God says, you need to grow up. And we don't like hearing that but it's true. And then too, God says, the timing is wrong. So, we have to wait on the right time. And in a culture that is impatient, a culture that is given to instant gratification, we don't like that, God says the timing is wrong. We gotta wait on the right time. If Jesus is not inviting his disciples to pray without ceasing or to keep telling God about our troubles or to always tell God about everything, then what is Jesus' message? Perhaps the real question is, what does it mean to wrestle with God? Now, I don't know, do we have any wrestlers in the congregation? Nobody wrestles? Nobody did wrestle? Oh, Don wrestled. Morgan wrestles. Trenton and Whalen wrestle. I hope you're not wrestling each other. Okay. Yeah. So you have an idea. Some of the some of us in the congregation, we have an idea. Even if we don't wrestle, we have a sense of what it entails. Right? And when we when we talk about wrestling, there's always going to be a referee because there has to be what? What's that word? It begins with F. It's not a four-letter. It's a four-letter word, but it's not a bad one. Fear. we got to be fair, okay? Fairness is important. Now, let me say, when we talk about fairness, right, I believe that in my experience, well, speaking from my experience, I can see if God thinks of me as a whiner. Because there are times when I complain about life being unfair. Perhaps you do the same thing too. Wildfires that destroy habitat and residential communities is unfair. Storms that devastate communities and take lives are unfair. Senseless shootings that result in a loss of lives are unfair, of course. And invading or occupying another country at will is, it's unjust. It's evil. I wouldn't use unfair dear. I just say it's unjust and it's evil. Downright unjust and evil. There's no other explanation. And ignoring the humanitarian crisis on the borders is what? It's not unfair. It's cruel and immoral. There are times when I tell God as it is, And in my frustration, I give God an earful. You probably do likewise. Also, I imagine that some of us do not even bother. When we think God is not listening, we just forget about it. Get on with life, do what you want. But Jesus is saying that we should not be discouraged no matter what the situation. We should not be discouraged, but we should do what? Pray always. Pray always. As with Jacob and the widow, you didn't hear about Jacob, but Jacob is one of the lessons Uh, that is identified for today. And you know Jacob, actually. Jacob is that guy who was a cheat. Remember Jacob? The Old Testament, book of Genesis, brother of Esau. Jacob didn't like that Esau saw the the light of day before him. They're twins. In truth, in fact, it is said that Esau was born first, but I have a feeling that that's not all correct. Because remember, it's more accurate to say they came out together. Because Jacob came out holding on to Esau's heel. Remember the story? And uh, Jacob always lived with that feeling of not seeing the light of day first. So when Isaac, his father, was on his deathbed, Jacob and his mother conspired to take the blessing. And so the blessing that was supposed to go to Esau went to whom? Jacob. And since that day, Jacob has had a problem with his brother Esau. And Rachel, mom, Rebecca rather, sorry, Rebecca sent Jacob to live with her brother Laban, so that there would be some distance between the two. Well, as it turned out, Jacob has to meet his brother. And the story, as the story goes, Jacob gets to the fort of the Jabbok, and he's there, and he decides to send his wives. And his servants and all their belongings ahead. They crossed the Jabbok and they went on ahead. And he decides that he's going to stay there that night and he's going to pray. So Jacob stays there by the fort of the Jabbok and he prays. And the story that we have is that Jacob there wrestles with God. All night long, Jacob wrestles with God, and Jacob is a different man when the sun comes up. So as with Jacob and the widow, wrestling with God is staying the course. It is not about strength. I mean, if I ask Whelan and Trenton, they'll tell me, it's not about strength, it's about what? It's about technique. Observing your opponent and trying to exploit their weakness, right? Yeah. Wrestling with God is not about strength as much as it is about persistence. Many have known Persistent prayer is a kind of wrestling with God. In the movie, The Leap of Faith, many of you might have seen it starring Steve Martin. Quite a movie. If you haven't seen it, you might want to take a look. Steve is quite an entertainer. Steve plays the part of a con man evangelist. And there's a crippled boy that comes to the camp meeting. And this crippled boy pleads with Steve Martin, the faith healer, to heal him. And when Steve hesitates, the crippled boy decides to go it on his own. He walks to the crucifix, and he touches the feet of Jesus. Then he drops his crutches... And he begins to walk unassisted. And the camp meeting is transformed because people are inspired by what has taken place. I want you to know that all of us wrestle with God and never it is truer than during stewardship campaign, which we're in right now. Right, Mark? Yeah. We hear stewardship, and what do we hear? Be honest with me. Money. It might be with our money, right? Or our time, or our talents, or all three And we ask ourselves, how much should I give when there is so little left after taking care of my personal needs? Or how much time should I give to worship when my life is already busy with family commitments, work, And I have so much going on in my social life. Will church need the little time I have left? I suppose it will not make a difference, so I might as well forget about it and show up occasionally. Or how should I use my talents in worship and for church activities to spread the gospel? Well, I do not want to serve on the church council or, for that matter, any committee. For that demands too much time of me, time that I don't have, talents, talents, that I can use elsewhere, and the bottom line is I'm already stretched too thin. So, forget about it. Those are our realities. Daily, we struggle with hard choices and situations. But wrestling with God requires endurance. Wrestling with God is worth it even though you might not get what you are seeking. However, you can be certain that by wrestling with God, you you will be changed. Jacob, after wrestling with God all night, walked away with a limp for the rest of his life. And the widow, the widow who wrestled with the unjust judge for a long time was shaped by her struggles. As Christians, we quickly learn that church is not there for only the good times. We wrestle with hard choices in life, especially to be faithful to Christ beyond these walls. So Jesus is saying that God is not like the unjust judge. If the unjust judge can give justice, imagine what God can do because God is fair, and God is love, and God is good. God wants you to hear that God loves you, that God delights in hearing from you, so bring your problems to God. So wrestle with God, for wrestling with God is a good thing because we know, we know that God cares. Wrestling with God is good for it shapes us for life in the world, and wrestling with God is a good thing because God answers, and God answers with what? What? Blessings. Often, not what we expect, but a blessing because God loves and gives us that which is good. So like Jacob, stay the course. Like the widow, stay the course. Or as Jacob puts it, in the in the Genesis reading. Here's what Jacob says when he wrestles with God. I will not let you go until you bless me. That's what Jacob says. I will not let you go. Imagine he's wrestling with God. He says, I will not let you go until you. Bless me. So keep faith in Jesus Christ, who brings us into this wonderful relationship with God and shows us how much God loves you, how much God loves us by giving his life that we might have abundant life. You can tell Jesus that you will not let him go. until he blesses you. He'll be delighted to hear that, because after all, he wants to bless you. He wants to bless you with all that is good. That is life with God forever. Amen. I invite the children and the parents Waylon and Alexis and Henry, if he's here, come on up with your parents for the Bible presentation.